Today on Episode 6 of the Healing Through Consciousness series on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head, we'll look at the effect our minds have on our immune system. I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones. One of the consequences of Louis Pasteur's germ theory was the inevitable fear that outside us lurk nefarious elements waiting for their opportunity to pounce. Deadly viruses and germs in birds and pigs, and now bats and monkeys, are lining up to show us their stuff. And it's possible they've been strengthened by genetic mutations in secret laboratories. Gain-of-function research is what that's called, and it's essentially the process of genetically altering pathogens to make them more infectious. You heard that right, making them more infectious. The justification given is that this will allow for the creation of effective antiviral medicines before the virus appears from nature. So just to get that straight, gain-of-function research means creating the virus before it even exists. Reminds me of the old Monty Python routine about the secret Welsh art of self-defense that counsels you to attack your enemy before the thought of attacking you has even entered his mind. Because it's the same rationale, isn't it? And it's a little disturbing, not least because the paranoia created by viewing the danger outside increases our fear and subsequently diminishes our immune system response. Today I'm joined by Cesar Soss, the lead researcher in the new physics department of our Kepi and Pacheco College, to look at how the mind is important in our immune system. The immune system is a response to the way you think. And lately, scientists have discovered more and more that all of our body is energy. And one of the basic principles of energy is the principle of resonance. We are in resonance with the world around us. And the world is surrounded by energy and sustained by energy. So if you are in resonance with this world, with natural world, then you have your immune system working fine. If you are in a kind of dissonance with this world, then you will not receive this energy and you end up having your immune system lower and lower. So for you to get sick, it's because you are not in tune with this energy around you. That's the main problem of the human being. The way he thinks is the most important thing to keep this equilibrium, this balance in relation to the energy surrounding him. Kepi says that... Illness is simply the opposition to goodness. It's an attitude against the divine nature, against God, actually. Well, human beings are exactly like radio sets. And when you dial to a certain frequency, and this frequency is in resonance with the frequency emitted by the station, then you are in tune with that station. And that's why you hear the music, the news, And if you turn the dial a little bit more, you change the internal frequency of the radio. It's a different vibration. Then you will get another emission from another station. So human beings have different interests in life. As long as you have your interest connected to reality, you are in tune with this station called reality, let's say. But as long as you want to think your own delirions and believe in in lies that you create, then you will start to tune to nothing. And this tuning to nothing means a radio who is emitting a lot of noise instead of music, and then you get sick. Talk a little bit about the implications of this for medicine today, Cesar, because the, the medical world 
comes from the the idea of that everything is strictly physical. Richard, there is only one true medicine. It's the medicine that goes directly to the cause. And the only cause of diseases is energetic. If you are in tune with this surrounding energy, you are healthy. If you are not, you are sick. So as science today is based on Aristotle's point of view, which says energy comes from matter, then you will try to find your sources of cure in physical elements. That's why today the allopathic medicine can cure the body, but you do not cure the cause, which is psychological. So you have a problem in your stomach, an ulcer, for example. You can take some uh, medication and it will help you for sure. But soon afterwards, if you do not correct your psychological problem, you will have like a problem in another place. Or another ulcer. Yes. There is just one effective cure, is to tap this energy. You cannot search for this energy in physical elements, despite the fact that, of course, you have to eat well, you have to have good habits. But the fundamental aspect is this essential energy that you capture through the resonance with your good thoughts. The way you think, the way you act is the only way to get in tune with this energy. And if you don't act well, if you have bad actions, negative thoughts, what happens inside the body? If you act badly, you will not receive this energy from outside. And if you do not receive this energy, your immune system will immediately go down. Your cells don't manage to defend your body against even external factors. Let's talk a bit more then about free radicals, because this is something that is psychologically, even spiritually linked. In the sense, I would like to explain how we see the free radicals according to the trilogical point of view. If they are seen as traditional physics puts them, atoms are material particles full of energy. They are like balloons full of energy. In the trilogical view, atoms are nothing more than vortexes receiving energy from this transcendental field. And they pass this energy through your body. Atom is more energetic than physical, let's say. Scientists say that free radical is a kind of unbalanced molecule. For example, if you have a molecule of water and radiation strikes this molecule, it takes out one hydrogen, then you have the hydroxyl radical, OH-. And this free radical is extremely voracious in the body. This is the problem of radiation the creation of too many free radicals. But the question is, one molecule can lose one hydrogen by two reasons. When the external force is too strong, is one reason. And another reason is when your internal energy is too weak. And this internal energy is not regulated by the external factors. It is regulated by your internal structure of thinking what you believe, your system of beliefs. So some people who are strongly connected to this external energy outside, they have the nucleus of their atoms strong and holding their molecules more than other people. So they produce much less free radicals than others. If you do not look at the system of thinking of the person, 
then it doesn't help only to search for natural food, organic food, to search for exercise, to search for a better system of living. You have to watch your thoughts as well. Are you saying that our free radicals are created by our psychological state? What, what does science say about the creation of free radicals? Traditional science says free radicals are created how? Traditional science says that free radicals can be created by many, many different ways, but all of them external. Example, if you smoke ultraviolet rays from the sun, what you eat... Radiation, of Radiation. Course. Okay, and Kepi's science says that free radicals are much more created by... The diminishment of the strength of the energy inside the atoms. And this energy can be diminished by the way you think. If you think wrongly, then this inside energy will diminish. Because you're taking the radio station out of... Of tune. With this energy outside of you, yes. With this universal energy which would come from God. Yes. So if we were more linked to this essential energy, we would live longer. For sure. And this is easy to see because when a person passes through a very difficult situation, you can see this person aging much faster than if she was in a nice situation. Resonance with essential energy, with reality really, is a powerful assist to our immune system. That's because we are, in a way, programmed for health. The psychosomatic medicine taught at our college here in Brazil maintains that in alignment with some of the post-Freudian psychoanalysts from Vienna, whom Dr. Kepi worked with in the late 50s, early 60s, there is no impulse for death, as Freud proposed, no natural instincts against life. What this means in practical terms is that illness doesn't come from nature. Disease comes from our individual attitudes and behaviors that are opposed to the life we receive from nature. When we reject or distort our lives, we fall ill. We're not victims of illness then, but in diverse and complex ways, the authors of it. We'll explain that a bit more in our next episode. 